0: They gon' feel the heat. Yeah, they, they gon' feel the heat. They gon' feel the heat. Yeah, i Think they ready. Nah. Yeah, you gon' feel the heat. They ain't ready. Yeah. Let's get it.
1: Biggest discussions, games of the week. All up for debate. You gon' feel the heat. Come listen in, come take a peek. Day and
0: web gon' make you feel the heat. Who got the wind? Who saw the feet? Take a seat, you gon' feel the heat. Let them speak, you gon' feel the heat. High check, right tune, you gon' feel the heat.
1: Welcome back to another episode of Feel the Heat. Happy Friday, everybody. I'm Day. I got Webb in the building, who will be tapping in soon. You were just listening to the sounds of John Rivers. John, we appreciate your track, your service, the lyrics, man. We really love the song. Our listeners love it. You guys, stop what you're doing and give my boy a follow on Twitter at JHR. Again, that's music by J.H.R. on Twitter. All right. So, look, this is coming up next. We got the NCAA games of the week. You already know, NFL games of the week. But also, let's go talk a little bit about this MLB scandal with the Houston Astros. Totally unacceptable. It's disgusting, actually. And the brawl last night, they happened between the Browns and the Steelers. Also, my boy Melo is back. He just signed with the Portland Trailblazers. And... They're hoping he can bring some efficient scorn for them. All right, so tap in, guys. We're about to get into it. That's what's coming up next. All right, guys, welcome back. Webb just tapped in. What a night for football, huh, Webb?
0: Yeah, it, big night, and honestly, I got a lot to say about it. I really do.
1: All right, guys, you already know. Get them questions in, sending those topics at anchor.fm forward slash field the heat forward slash message, Twitter at field the heat underscore kw, uh, Instagram at bym underscore sports, or on the website at bymsports.com. Um, let's get all Let's get into this, man. We got a lot to talk about. A little bit of time to get into it. First things first, NCAA this week, Saturday brings two 25 matchups um, they could play a lot into the college football prediction, at least for um, Georgia and maybe for Auburn, um, depending on how their, their season finishes up. Number four, Georgia. It's pretty simple. Win and you're in. The Bulldogs face a tough challenge this Saturday against number 12 ranked Auburn Tigers this is the biggest rivalry and the oldest rivalry in the Deep South. Um, and it will air on Saturday on CBS. Um, I think Jake Frum will need to have a tremendous game. He'll need to play very well and limit his turnovers and mistakes. Auburn's D-line, they're quick. They're going to create a lot of pressure. I mean, Georgia has seen some great matchups uh, against Florida. But this D-line from Auburn is a little bit different. A little bit different. I think that Bo Nix will be able to put up points against Georgia's defense. He did face LSU. He did face Florida. um, And I think he'll have to find success early in order for Auburn to pull off this upset. What are you thinking, Webb?
0: Well, I just want to start off by saying if Georgia wins this game, I called it in the – I called it – in week one of college football, Georgia was my wild card, whatever you want to call it, to make the, make the playoffs, and they just might do it. And I have a good feeling about it. Auburn has a good defense, but I'm not I'm not feeling that offense. I'm not completely sold on it. It's good. It's shown flashes, but Bo Nix, I'm just not sold. And I think the only way Auburn wins is if Rom shows it to the game drunk. But no, really. Unless from gives Auburn the game, I think Auburn has a better defense and I think they have a better offense. I mean, but since the eye test is frowned upon at Field of Heat, I'm going to give y'all something a little more detailed. I can say that Georgia may be a little better in coverage and Auburn may be a little better against the run, even though Georgia's rushing offense is 11th in the nation. Yes. And at five yards per carry. But I'm going to save you some time naming a bunch of statistics. But out of statistics like scoring defense, scoring offense, passing, and rushing uh, deep offense, and red zone touchdown percentage, Auburn is, isn't ahead of Georgia in any of those categories except red zone touchdown percentage, which they're actually tied at 65%. Um I got to take Georgia on this. It's Georgia's entire season. They got the most to lose. I'm taking Georgia.
1: All right. I'm going to take Auburn in that game. Um, I'm not really sold on Georgia, but I'm going to take Auburn. Let's move forward. Um, Let me ask you this question real quick before we move forward. If Georgia wins, it's most likely they're in. But if they go to the SEC play uh, championship game and lose to LSU, then they're back out. Correct? Yeah. Okay. Just make sure we're on the same page. Um, number 10, Oklahoma versus number 12, Baylor. I will say this. I am highly disappointed in Oklahoma. Although I did know that coming in, they're off the, their defense would be something that kept them out of games, which is why they have their one loss. Their offense has been amazing. CeeDee Lamb, Jalen Hurts, the guys have been clicking. It's just the defense is another case of I could score 40 points, but my defense is going to give up 46 points. This is the most important Big 12 matchup of the season. The undefeated Baylor uh, Bears host the Oklahoma Sooners on Saturday. The game has major implications both on the Big 12 standings and the college football playoff picture. Um, I think I'm going to roll with. Oklahoma to pull this off. I do like Baylor. I'm not going to sleep on them. They have the um, a very underrated wide receiver in Denzel Mims. He will be a difference maker for the game. But if somehow, some way, Oklahoma's defense can make like two or three key plays, I think they'll pull off this win and move forward with the season.
0: Well, I just want to start off by saying that Baylor's set up to run against so you know this one is going to hurt. No pun intended. But as we know, Jalen Hurts' biggest weapon is his ability to run the ball. Even being the quarterback. He rushed for 869 yards this season with 13 touchdowns, and he's completing 73% of his passes. Charlie Brewer is somewhere in the high 60s. I want to say like 67%. And still has eight less touchdowns than Hurts with the same amount of interceptions, which is four. Um, I mean, all the stats that really matter to me in this game are either equal or stacked against Baylor. So, just off the strength of C.D. Lamb and Jalen Hurts, and Oklahoma's good protection, their offensive line. I'm gonna take Oklahoma on this one, but like, but like you said, I'm not gonna sleep on Baylor, but I have to take Oklahoma.
1: I think Oklahoma is the smart pick. Like you said, Jalen Hurts will be effective on the ground as well as in the air. It all depends on if Oklahoma's defense shows up. And actually, it comes down to it for this game. All right, guys, check this out. So if you haven't been paying attention to the news, MLB this week, huge scandal. Um, this week, Major Major League Baseball was rocked by accusations that the Houston Astros use a simple lo-fi system to steal signs from opposing teams. Basically, the Astros were stealing cameras to, or using cameras, excuse me, to steal signs from opposing teams, uh, catcher and pitcher to predict what what catch would come. Um, a story about the... Pe- or what pitch would come. Excuse me. A story by the athletic quotes three un- unidentified unidentified people with the Astros. All four say in 2017, the team put a camera in the center field at Minute Maid Park, which is the Astros' home field. And from that angle, a camera could capture signals from the opposing team's catcher. And um, it went from there. They would use, like, different noises to tell you, hey, the camera just told us that a curveball's coming in, a slider's coming in, and I think that this is it's just terrible. I mean, you can't say that you're building a championship-caliber team and you're doing this type of thing, and I think that this is very common in baseball. I think that a lot of teams do it, and I think the MLB is going to investigate um, more teams and more fields, and it's just like, if you're the MLB, how could you not know um these type of things like don't you have some type of protocol as far as in um investigating or uh, doing some type of ex ex, um uh well i don't know the word i'm trying to find here but just doing something where you go in to the stadium and make sure that it's operating correctly i don't understand how this can go on for so long and it's very disappointing it's very bad for the game of baseball. Um, what do you think about it well what how do you feel? How does that make you feel about the game of baseball or the Houston Astros in general?
0: I mean, honestly, it makes me take a double it makes me look at the Houston Astros like putting an asterisk kind of next to next to the World Series. I mean how how can you not? I mean, I understand they won. they won that, but this same thing has been done before, not in baseball, but in the NFL. you remember? Bill Belichick, he was caught recording the Jets. Well, not Bill Belichick personally, but the Patriots. They got caught recording the Jets' hand signals.
1: I think that this type of thing is just—it's just terrible for sports overall. Like, just it, just beat a team, just build your team good enough to beat other teams. Why cheat to uh, to win? And I think that the organization that participate in these type of things. They teach; they are teaching the youth and the upcoming guys after them um, that it's okay to do these sort of things, and it does make you question their integrity to the game, their loyalty to the game, um, and it's just unfortunate part of baseball. I just, I, I just don't understand how that can go on for so long without it being, you know, brought up. And I mean, here, here we're talking about two years later, something that happened in 2017, like you said. How long has this been going on with the Astros, you know? Yeah. So I just really um, hope that they get down to the bottom of this. I do think the asterisk thing is is a really necessary for this uh, scandal next to the Houston Astros World Series. And it just makes you not even appreciate the way they got to the World Series this year. Um, but... That's a story for another day, guys, you know. Let us know what you think about that. You know, tap in with us. Send us a message, man. Let us know what you think about the, the whole scandal thing. It's just it's just disgusting to me. It's just disgusting. I don't like cheaters. Um, I don't like people who have to cheat to win. And I just can't get down like that. Right. All right, guys. I know you've been waiting for this one. You've seen it last night. The Browns versus the Steelers. Ended with Miles Garrett and uh, Mason... Rudolph getting into a little squabble that escalated really quickly. In um, going forward with that, Miles Garrett has been suspended, I believe, for the remainder of the season, which I think is excessive. But listen to me: he got it suspended for hitting Mason Rudolph in the head with a helmet after the confrontation. I say four games is enough for Garrett, one for Rudolph, which is not suspended as at, at all. And he's the one who actually initiated and started the, the whole fight. Um, the rule book does say that no player at any time can use a helmet as a weapon to hit or swing or throw at anyone, and the consequences is a fifteen-yard penalty and automatic ejection. Right. I just feel like if you're going to suspend Miles Garrett for the rest of the season, you need to suspend Rudolph at least one game. I would say four if he's getting the rest give him four or at least one game that's only fair number two don't act like this hasn't happened before everybody remembers who followed football courtland finnegan and andre johnson who got into it and courtland tried to rip off andre's uh, helmet and he was successful at doing it but in consequence of doing that andre was the one on top of him hitting him and they were fighting so this is not something that's uncommon people are calling for miles garrett to be arrested to have a charge against him I don't believe in that I believe he should be suspended a minimum of four games and we should just move forward from this this is football this is a man sport it's contact sport Eagles get into it you know and it just happens from time to time what do you think well completely
0: from a principle standpoint I just want to know why would the like for the people that say Miles garrett should be charged why should mason rudolph pursue action legal action against miles garrett when he was the one that initiated the fight when miles garrett tackled mason rudolph it was mason rudolph who tried to twist and pull miles garrett's helmet off and put his foot in his groin miles garrett stood up ripped his helmet off backed up and was being restrained by two players and Mason Rudolph went after him, and the rest, you know what happened. I don't understand why you could pursue legal action against somebody after, you, after all that happened, first of all. Second of all, Mason Rudolph should be suspended for at least one game. And also, I didn't like how he got out, how his press conference was like, he played it off like, like, he didn't do anything wrong. Yeah, he was like
1: very he was nice to Yeah.
0: Like, you started the... F- That's my whole problem. He started the fight. I don't think my... I don't think Miles Garrett is right. I don't contone what he did. He should be suspended. The rules are the rules. But everybody should be held equally accountable. That's all I'm saying.
1: Yeah, for their participation. I mean, you got even... Uh, I believe Pouncey was um, suspended... A couple of the other Browns players are suspended. The Browns and the Steelers have been fined $250,000 apiece. It was just disgusting. You know what I saw that was very disgusting was when Miles Garrett was down on the ground and the Steelers players were on top of him, jumping him like a gang, kicking him in the head like, so we're just going to focus here that Miles Garrett successfully ripped off Mason's helmet, but we're not going to put any picture on the guys who's making it look like a street fight by kicking Garrett on the ground like he's just some, you know, thug in the street. This is a professional league. This is where you work. This is where you get your money. Like I said, like you said, we don't condone it, but the fair thing is fair. Miles Garrett, I don't believe, should be suspended for the rest of the season. Four games, I think, is um, enough. But if they suspend him for the rest of the season, that's something that he has to learn from.
0: And my my last question to you, Sade, is... Had it been not Mason Rudolph, had it been, had it been anybody else, had it been Aaron Rodgers, what do you think would have happened?
1: Oh, I think if it was Aaron Rodgers, I mean, it would have been, it would have been even worse. It'd be an even bigger story, you know that. Um, first of all, I don't even think Aaron Rodgers would have approached Garrett after his helmet was ripped off. Number one, I think he probably would have walked away. Um, and by Rudolph. Going after Garrett after that, his helmet was ripped off. It made Garrett feel threatened. I don't care what you say. You're going to come after me. You don't, I don't know what, you know, Mason was saying to him or what was being said back and forth between them. But, you know, if me and you are in the street and you walk up on me and you're saying something, I feel threatened. What do you think I'm supposed to do? I just think if it was anybody else, they probably, probably would have walked away from it. Mason is a young guy, and this is just a mistake that he has to learn from, too.
0: At the end of the day, I would have just stolen with my hand. But anyway, let's just move on.
1: All right. So you guys also know breaking news. Colin Kaepernick is scheduled to work out with 13 teams this Saturday. I think it's all for show. I don't think that anyone's going to give him a chance. They're just doing it to say, hey, look, we looked at him. He doesn't look good. We're not impressed. That's why he doesn't have a job. What do you think? Well,
0: my initial my initial thought was, okay, they're they're just giving this to him just to say they did it, just to say they did something. But then I started hearing like different angles, you know, I heard Stephen A say uh, well, okay, I'm not going to say Stephen A personally, but I heard on first take like why would the NFL Put That story back in the limelight When it's kind of Been swept under the rug so to speak Unless they knew Somebody was going to for sure sign him You know what I'm saying Why would the NFL take that hit Unless they were taking it for a team Or They uh Or they knew somebody would, would sign him But I think it's just a ploy I mean I hope he gets signed I hope he gets signed, but I think the NFL is just doing it just to say they did something.
1: And there you have it. That's where we're at with that. All right, moving forward, games of the week in the AFC East. We have the Patriots versus the Eagles. Patriots coming off their first loss of the season. Who you got?
0: I got the Patriots. The Eagles. Re- the Eagles receivers are—they're embarrassing. I mean, all the drops. Carson Wentz is diamonding them. I feel bad for the Eagles.
1: I'm going go with the Patriots as well. What about the Chiefs versus the Chargers, AFC West?
0: I'm going to take the Chiefs. The, Char- the Chargers are struggling on both sides of the ball. Phillip Rivers looks all done.
1: <laughs> he looks done. His O-line is terrible. Defense is terrible. I'm going with the Chiefs as well. AFC North, Texans versus the Ravens?
0: Uh, The Ravens. I'm taking the Ravens.
1: I'm definitely taking the Ravens. Lamar Jackson, the top playing at an MVP caliber talent. And, um, I like the Ravens in this matchup. AFC South, the Jags versus the Jags versus the Titans. I believe.
0: I'm going to take the Jaguars. Uh, Nick Foles is back. So I'm taking the Jaguars.
1: I think it what comes you? down to whatever defense plays better. Um, I like the Jags with Nick Foles back, but Tanner Hill has been surprisingly okay for the Titans. So I'm going to roll with the Titans. NFC East, Cowboys versus the Lions.
0: Man, I got the Lions. That's my home team. But if you wanted me to be realistic, no, that is realistic. I got my home team, the Lions, Matt Stafford,
1: all day. I'm going to go with the Cowboys. I think they have a lot more to prove than the Lions at this point. So I'm going to go with the Cowboys. NFC West, Cardinals versus the 49ers.
0: I got the 49ers. They're the first, if not the second best team in the NFL. I mean, that's a no brainer.
1: I'm excited to see what Kyler Murray will do against this uh, defense, but I'm going to go with the 49ers. NFC South: The Saints versus the Bucks. Alvin Kamara is back, but they're still without uh, Marshawn Lattimore.
0: You know what? I'm gonna take. I'm gonna take the Bucks. Uh, Marshawn Lattimore is out, and Jameis Winston loves to air the ball out. And that could be a that could that could be a problem.
1: I'm going with the Bucks too, man. Um, you got Mike Evans on one side of the ball, and the other side of the ball you got Chris Godwin, so he can. Jameis Winston can actually throw through either of those guys, and they can both have over a hundred yards, or one of them and the other one hundred yards. So, I like the Bucks. The Saints seem to be struggling last week. Uh, let's see if they can get out this little funk that they're in. In the NFC North, we have the Bears versus the Rams. I don't like either team this year. I think they're both struggling, a little bit disappointed with the Rams, but I'm going to go with the Rams. They have a better offense than the Bears.
0: They have a better offense than the Bears. What about their defense, though? What about their defense?
1: I mean, the defense has been proven for the Bears that they could play really good, and their offense doesn't score, so they lose.
0: Yeah. Can't take the Bears.
1: Guys, that wraps up that segment of the show. That was the games of the week. Let us know which games of the week you guys want us to pick, and we'll put them in there for you. All right. Breaking news. NBA. The Blazers pick up Melo. I know Webb is excited. He's been saying, I want somebody to pick up Melo so bad. So what are your thoughts, Webb?
0: Honestly, I like it. I mean, Rodney Hood, he's been hurt, so I think that I think adding Carmelo will add that extra, that extra uh, catch and shoot guy to their offense that they need uh, to add with Dame and CJ. They just needed another scorer, and I think that adds another scorer. And I hope Carmelo just doesn't get in the game, start throwing up bricks like he did with Houston, and we'll be all right because I've been been hoping and praying for this moment for so long, and it's finally coming. I'm so excited to see it.
1: All right, here's my thoughts on the whole Melo situation. I'm not sure if he's going to start. He might not start off the bat, but if Melo comes in off the bench and gives them those 12 to like 18 points that they're missing, he will become a starter in this offense, and they won't necessarily become a contender, but they'll be better than what they are. And on top of this, listen to this. I think they should find a way, the Blazers, to trade somebody, a couple of pieces, even if you throw in a draft pick and go bail out Kevin Love out of Cleveland. His career is suffering there. You can use that scoring too.
0: Yeah, Nurkic Nurkic is probably going to be out for the rest of the season. I mean, if he comes back, he will probably be back probably after All-Star break. So, I mean, if they could find a way to get Kevin Love, that would stretch the floor out a lot for them and add for them in the paint as well.
1: All right, here's a question that came in with, should the Spurs trade DeMar DeRozan to the Magic?
0: No, because considering what they had to give up to get DeMar DeRozan, there's nothing the Magic has to me that would make sense. That would be trading DeMar
1: DeRozan to the magic would be a low budget move. That's low budget mentality. That's enough for me.
0: Well, I mean, if you had to get give up Kawhi Leonard to get DeMar DeRozan, why would I go get Vucevic or Aaron Gordon? You know, that just. Yep. That doesn't make sense. I wouldn't trade okay, him to the magic. Question.
1: No, not to magic. Absolutely not. Here's another question that came in. Is Patrick Beverly an overrated defender? Russell Westbrook was quoted saying that Beverly fools everyone. He doesn't play any defense. He just runs around and uses his mouth, runs his mouth. Is Russ right? I mean, uh Patrick Beverly is a two-time all-team defensive uh NBA all-defensive team. You know, um, so I think he's right to an extent, but I do think I'm going to give credit where credit is due. He is a good defender. He knows how to get in people's head. He might not be um, the, the the guy who gets the most blocked shots or steals, but he brings a presence to the teams that he's been on that they don't have. I
0: mean, to the to the point of is Russell Westbrook right? No, I don't think he's right Uh how many times have you seen Russell Westbrook look into the camera with a straight face and say something crazy? Um I see Patrick Beverly on TV. I see it. Like he, you're not, you're not a, a defensive, you're not first team all defense for no reason or second team. Was he first team or second team? I can't remember.
1: He was first team once in his year. Uh Once, um, I want to say in 2016, even if and he you're not first-team team defending
0: team. anything if you're not a good defender.
1: I agree. I think that, you know, the whole thing with Russ and Pat is the time that Pat ran, ran into Russ's knee and he had the MCL sprain. And it's, been, it's just been bad blood since then. So, you know, when Russ doesn't like somebody, he just doesn't like them. He'll but say I'm, anything to make you question them. But I will say
0: this. Russell Westbrook said he just runs... He's... Uh, Dings. hell yeah! It was either a comment or somebody. He's just a good defender that gives one hundred and ten percent all the time. I can't remember if that was a comment or a quote. I think it was a comment. But defense is honestly most mostly effort. It is mostly effort. So I think I think Pat, to that point, Patrick Beverly is a good defender because of the effort he puts in
1: all right should the Rockets be concerned with Russ's lack of defense and shot selection I say yes because they already are a team that struggles defensively but it's still early Russ has time to get in the groove his shooting will get better I mean he's not shooting bad really you think about it um what the last game two games ago he shot six of 20 but overall this season he's shooting 46% from the field um his free throws needs to improve. He's shooting sixty six percent from the field, and this is a small sample size. I think as the season goes on, Russ will get better. I mean, his numbers are like twenty two, eight, and seven, so they can't be too disappointed. Um, but they should be a little, a little bit concerned as far as his defensive efforts. Yes.
0: Well, yeah, I'd be a little, con- I'd be a little concerned. I mean, results matter, and he's he's filling up the box score, the uh the stat line. I mean. But in a seven-second offense, it doesn't make sense to me to be inefficient. You have to be efficient to thrive in a seven-second offense. And I think Russ struggles with that. And I think that's ultimately going to be their demise somewhere, somewhere along the line.
1: Yes, the seven-second offense is something that only certain teams and certain players can be great and excel at. So, if you've watched Russ over in Oklahoma City, he is not the type of player that likes to go in seven seconds. He can if he needs to, but for the most part, he um, he doesn't really push the tempo. He likes to see the floor and find the best play available. Good point. Well, I like that. All right, here's another one: the rookie from Memphis, Morant. Is he an early candidate for Rookie of the Year? This question came in, and I wanted to say that, yes, he is. Um, he came into the season as a pick for uh, Rookie of the Year, and he has not disappointed yet. So, yes, he's, he still is. All right, here's my
0: here's my question today. Is he even better than – is he even hooping better than Rui Hachimura? Because I know he's balling right now.
1: It's tough between them two, and I, I like Rui. I like Rui, but the thing is going to come down to – Who does better for their team? Um, How well does a team, you know, compete on a nightly basis? That's what's going to come down to, I think, when the vote comes in. And plus, Zion's not back. And if he can come back this season and be dominant, it might even just lean towards him, in favor towards him. But I feel like at the same time,
0: depending on how he does, that might be the – that doesn't sound like the slightest bit biased. I mean, because he's what? He's not going to be back till December.
1: Uh, he's got a couple more weeks till he's out, so yeah, some mid mid December, you know. And they're not so, going to rush to bring him back either. So
0: they're not going to rush to bring him back. I mean, he might. I mean, he might come back and just be that good. But if he did win Rookie of the Year at this point, that sounds a little bit that sounds a little bit biased to me. But if he comes back and plays it and deserves it, I hope they give it to him.
1: All right, that wraps it up for our questions. Here's our two picks of the, uh, the weekend for games the Kings versus the Lakers. Who are you taking? No Avery Bradley. I'm not sure if um, Anthony Davis is playing. Who are you picking?
0: If, I'm taking the Lakers. If, as long as LeBron's playing, I'm taking the Lakers.
1: That's all that matters right there. That's what it is. How about the Pelicans versus the Heat? Two young teams like to score the ball, like to light it up. Who you got? I think
0: I think the Pelicans got some injuries though, so I'm gonna take the Heat, just cause. I mean, yeah, I'm gonna take the Heat. The Pelicans, I think they got some injuries. The Heat's got Jimmy Butler, Tyler Hero, Kendrick Nunn. I don't think, I don't think the Pelicans can mess with the Heat.
1: I like Brandon Ingram, but I think Lonzo's still out, and there, there's another key injury there. Obviously Zion's out, so I'm gonna have to roll with the Heat and Jimmy Butler. Listen, if nothing else, guys, if nothing else, well, we're gonna go ahead and wrap up. Um you got anything else you'd like to say to these guys? Uh
0: no, I'm good. I think we I think I covered
1: it all. All right, guys. Enjoy your weekend. Enjoy college football playoffs, and uh sorry, college football games that will lead to the playoff. Enjoy NFL Sunday. We'll see you on Tuesday. Be safe out there. Catch you later.